0: This episode of the B3 Podcast is brought to you by Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Stop knocking on wood, one agent, for all your insurance needs. No place to go. But Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. The B3 Podcast is a production of Impulse Radio.
1: Showtime! Woo! 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 Woo!
0: Just like when Brandon, Dylan, Steve, and the gang headed to the summer beach house, the B three podcast is back. It's B three. Four seven five five eight. This is like the
2: Jersey Shore edition, <laughs> except for we're across from the Dollar General. Well, in case you didn't know, a this is episode one twelve, and B Snooky. I'm okay with Snooky.
0: Yeah, she's all right. We have a special guest tonight, which is the reason it got us back out of our hiatus to do a show. <laughs> and we
3: would not have done that for anybody. Not even me.
0: No, we, not you, even. You're
3: me. more than anybody. Oh. He's more than a lot, yeah.
0: The uh, the whole gang's here. Todd Lancaster, of course, you know, just reading him's like like a, a Pulitzer Prize, nearly what three times
3: a week. Sometimes it's better than that. It's like a Nobel Prize, a peace prize. Mike DeCorsi, bringing preparing, peace to Davies County, preparing to <laughs> educate
0: the youth of America. It's uh, something like that. Yeah, it's all right. Um, I'm fresh off my trip to Band and Dunes, which was amazing. Hopefully, you listen to those. If not, go back listen
2: to those the and shows Duned in the archives. Were 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 pretty top notch. There's a
0: there's a couple of those shows that happened probably about an hour too late for uh, for proper speech. And uh, I and guess
3: I guess the uh, the U S Junior Amateur or US it's abandoned right? Yeah, it's abandoned. Right I now, just looked up. Speak. They're in
0: the match play now. Um, the three Indiana kids, Ryan, Ryan Ford. Uh, the Modeski and the uh, McNeely, I believe, they all missed the cut, didn't make it to, but played well, um, but didn't make it to the match play. Um, I got big things going. We'll talk about that maybe sometime or when we come back um, in my professional life besides podcasting. But, Deco, talk about our guest,
2: dear and dear to your heart. Well, this is, and, and, and I think I would consider this to be the, uh, the biggest sports story um, in, in, in southern Indiana. And it has been since, I think, you know, late December, early December, actually. Gil Hodges, finally, after 50 years. Finally. Finally, after 50 years, inducted into um, the Baseball Hall of Fame. And our, our, our special guest is uh, somebody you may not know, but uh, if, if your eyesight works, you've seen his work, even though he lives, you know, 2,500 miles away. We just always call him Uncle Randy, Uncle Taco, but uh, Randy Hedden, our uh, our guy, and 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 basically what he's done is he's uh, kind of crafted his life of of uh, at least locally. Hey, you you, you want to know something about? There's there we go, there we are. Crowded room of applause. Yeah. It's amazing. No,
4: but y- even though it's manufactured applause, yeah, I'll no,
2: take it. You 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 want to know something about the life and the times of of, of Gil Hodges? Um, for all the things that he's done, uh, here he is. He's okay, been, tell him
3: he, what he's done recently.
2: Well, he, I mean, I, you, you have to get on his Facebook page to, be, you know, to see it, to believe it. I mean, does he do shows with, um, Darius Rucker and Brad Paisley and I don't know, name all the famous athletes. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, yeah. you, 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 you can go through all of these athletes and he's done all these shows, but he's been on America's Got Talent, he's been on, uh, some pilot episodes, you can you can search him up on YouTube and do a variety of things. Most people just know him around here. Oh, you're the mural guy in Petersburg. And, and I had a kid in driver's education the other day, and they said, are, are we going to go to your uncle's house? I'm like, <laughs> it'll take three days to get there. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, he actually yeah. lives in, in, uh, Mesa. Mesa, in Mesa, Arizona. Arizona. My, my, I got area. an
4: adobe-style home uh, out in the middle of the desert. So I have no street lights and we can look up and see stars
0: forever forever sounds, sounds like someplace uh, a certain uh journalist would like to live yeah no.
2: me yeah so but no I, I but, but randy Hedden and he's here for it's too hot a, No, he's too hot but no, no he's, he's here dry for dry heat it's yeah. a dry heat dry heat yeah no he's he's taking all of the uh all of the uh, events of the weekend and and uh you know, for people like him who've been gone for decades and decades. And, you know, he basically makes one shot back a year, usually about, about this time, but, but Not this, this year, the, the yeah. hall of fame and, and, uh, and his mother, my grandma, there, the, the passing is kind of, we're, we're coming up on the anniversary. So that's usually when he tries to get back. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, you've seen some stuff about him. You know, Todd had a great story. The Evansville courier, uh, you know, it's like I said, it's just, that was just a great interview, Todd, well, by the thank way. thank you. Yeah.
3: We got off onto some different things. We did. We talked about some, we, you know, some old baseball, because I'm not allowed know. to talk about old baseball here. You know, if you No,
2: b- you only talk about old Red Sox baseball. You don't talk about old baseball. Brooks
3: Robinson, never mentioned him.
2: No. Boone Powell. Not that I remember. Boone Powell, man. Jim one Palmer, of the best. Mike Clayar.
3: Come on now. Those are just the Orioles. Those are Orioles. And that's an Oriole. Were- that that's an Oriole team that had four 20-game winners. In one season. Yes. Four of them. So we had Quayard, Dobson, Palmer, and Quayard, um, Dobson, Dave McNally. McNally, and, and good
4: okay. job. I don't
0: have a memory like that. I do. And uh, <laughs> well,
4: you'll gets be our me nothing guy. but trouble.
0: So let's talk about first, we'll get into the baseball stuff. You mentioned Darius Rucker and the athlete. Was that speed painting and stuff you did with them? Well, or What have you uh, done with
4: them? Uh, it was just a long story. I, I, I moved away from Indiana
2: you're getting close to 40 36
4: bad. years ago in April next year be 37 years and um, I was a actually a sign painter and I do portraits of people here in in, the, in this area Knox County Vandenberg uh, and uh, there just wasn't enough work and it was Indiana was in a recession in the early 80s especially farming was the recession. I don't know if you guys are around. The precipice of
2: Farm Aid right now. Well, yeah, Farm Aid,
4: Farm Aid was slightly after that. Yeah. You know, Mellencamp and uh, those well, guys. William uh, Nelson. Really, yep. Willie College classmate
2: of uh, Ted Mellencamp right here, by the way, also. For you. Yep. John Mellencamp. Yeah, but, t- Ted you know, and John.
4: Isaac Beck has actually kicked John Mellencamp out of E.U. Had enough of his crap.
2: Um, <laughs>
4: when I met Amy, I, you know, I'm, hey, I'm Randy. Hi, my name is Johnny Cougar and I'm going to be a rock star. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'm Like, okay, my name is Randy Hedden, and I'm,
0: you know, I don't know. I'm going to miss. I'm going to be on the B3 podcast someday. Yeah, <laughs> the B3 podcast. <laughs> yes, I'm on the B3 podcast.
4: This is a, the third podcast I've been on, and the, the first one I was on, um, it was a new company in downtown Phoenix, and we were on the top floor of a parking lot, doing it outside and they wanted me to do a speed painting of Mr. Rogers so I did the speed painting filming but then they interviewed me and they just wanted to know about my life in general and how I survived at a, at a really at-risk career I mean whenever anything goes down any disposable income usually goes to artists when, when you lose your disposable income <laughs> Right yeah, right, he, you yeah, know, he'll right. be okay he can he can greet people at Walmart <laughs> yeah. for a while and paint on the side well yeah. I didn't want to do that um, so I decided I was watching a, an HBO special and it was about Phoenix and the expansion and there was a guy that was the president of the Chamber of Commerce uh, in Phoenix and he says hey he says if you're uh, an entrepreneur you know you're a creative guy we want you here. I'm like, I'm out of here, because it was 10 below zero by my house yeah. in January in Vincennes, and I'm like, fuck it, right. I'm out of here. And so I just kind of, I had a, uh, a ha- I sold everything out of my house, uh, I wasn't getting any work, uh, my youngest son had just gotten out of the hospital, he had an accident, he with his, uh he's with his mother, and uh, she decided that it would be really cool if he wants to play on one of those oil well pumps out in the field, that would be fine. Well, you know, the oil well pump's got this thing and it's kind of like a food processor and yeah. a, ca- you know, a counterweight crushed his foot uh, this way to three quarters of an inch and it spit him out.
0: Yeah, wow. Basically what he
4: did. Well, that's, he not f-
0: the, that's not the first person I've heard that did I that. I know. Yeah.
4: Well, she thought she could just take him back home after being in the emergency room and I'm looking, I'm going, like,
0: you're out of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to happen. So right. I
4: wound up, Having to not work and take care of my kid and try to do what I could, and I just I, and all of a sudden it got to the point where it just was not feasible economically feasible for me to be in a small town with all this stuff. I had just gotten a divorce, and then I got a kid that's hurt, and I can't pay my bills. Right. Yeah. So you know, so then the the, the rumors start and he's in his in a smaller town. You guys live in smaller towns, and you know what this is all about. All of a sudden, I was this crazy guy that was probably gay, because mm-hmm. I'm divorced, and I probably abused my first wife, because I had custody of my kids. That was the rumor about me. Right. And you can't go around talking about rumors, you know, oh, I didn't say that, I didn't do that. Because you look more crazy you look, at that point. You well, yeah, look yeah, right worse, yeah. so yeah. I'm like, you know. Deco yeah. knows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, fuck it. I'm yeah. not, I, you know what? Vincents is not that worth it I, and i love Vincennes and i love the people of Vincennes so i get out of there and i i go and um our family my mother's side of the family my my grandfather was the, the town drunk in washington indiana now we're now, now we're, we're talking now we're, now we're getting some yeah. really good stuff yeah whenever you want me to stop tell no, me i'll stop no don't stop so my grandpa was the drunk uh town drunk and i'm not kidding
0: he was the town drunk and uh, Andy and Barney let him just let himself in the jail, sleeps it off. And no, it he wouldn't sleep it off. <laughs> he just a He's a
4: little scrappy guy, and he'd in a bar fight. And my brother was like 16, 15 years old. He was lifting weight. He was pumping 250, 300 pounds at that age. And Wayne would come over and get in, a, get in the bar and pull him out. Yeah, yeah. and, and
2: I'll, I'll press pause here for just a second. His brother and my mom's uh, in his weight division – in 1976, to to be on the Olympic powerlifting team, you had to be in the top four to qualify. He qualified, and 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 he was basically,
4: he was ranked at that time in the in the in the heavyweight division, number five in powerlifting in the world.
2: Yeah, and 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 he'll be here this weekend, and you'll see him. And you'll, I, how could you be related to my this? My brother guy? is no, almost. When, when you six, see him, you,
4: yeah, my brother is yeah. almost 68 years old. He has 23-inch biceps. Yep. Do not fuck with brother. my
2: brother. Wow. He still
4: but he still bench presses over 450. Really. At 68. No. He shit. competed in strongman competitions with guys in their 20s and 30s when he was in his mid 50s and won. So anyway, to, to go into that, I left and went up to uh, to Arizona with my two kids and 98 dollars in my pocket. Wow. Everybody tells a story like that But this is I'm i am telling you straight up I'm almost 70 years old And I don't need to lie I can't remember my lies So fuck it I'm right. telling you exactly how yeah. it happened To the, the best of my knowledge Yeah And uh, uh, I went out there And uh, we rented a Two bedroom apartment Me and the kids and, and got them in school And I went to work Designing monument signs For a sign company What year would this have been? 1986 Six, Okay and uh, that company went out of business within six months. I had already started contacting some other uh, uh, rep, uh, commercial reps that could get me uh, freelance jobs. So I got my my first freelance job was with a, uh, a restaurant chain that had different restaurants. Like they'd have an Ed Bevicks over here, and they'd have an American Girl over here, and they had a. Um, uh, Tuschetti was a, a, a Italian restaurant. Yeah. Well, I got to do these murals. And then when I was doing a mural one night, one of them has a restaurant and nightclub in it. And I was doing, you guys might not remember this, Max Headroom. Oh, yeah, doing yeah. yeah, Ma- yeah. I, did. I was doing a Max Headroom mural in Scottsdale, Arizona. And this just gorgeous little uh, couple. They were originally from Long Island and Brooklyn. And they would opened up a, uh, a Jewish style or a New York style uh, deli and bakery. And they still this they have the best bagels in the world. It's all in the
3: water. Yeah, I'm just telling you.
4: Oh uh, yeah, right. So they've got this form and and they they walked into the Max Headroom and they said, hey, um, can you do a mural in our restaurant? I'm like, oh, thank God, I don't have to move back to Indiana. I got another job. <laughs> so I'm, I'm literally going sometimes every two three weeks, going, well, am I going to run out of money? And I got to go back to Indiana, you know, because my dad kept saying when I left, he says.
0: Yeah, I'll be back in six months. Yeah, right. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. So I- like 1986, 1987. What's a? What do you get? Five hundred bucks? Thousand bucks for a like, Yeah.
4: Oh no, I was getting two, three, four oh, okay. thousand dollars. Yeah. So I was, you know, if I could get two, three thousand dollars, that I'd keep me okay, go for yeah, a while. I'd yeah. Pay for the kids' stuff, and you know, I'm not, I'm not saving a lot of money with that. Right. Yeah. But I'm getting by, and I'm okay. And I think one time I had to call my mom. Mom, I need, I need $1,000. And it was kind of like, probably within the first three years of me being out there, yeah. I felt like crap. I never wanted to borrow money off my parents. Right. Especially my dad, because I get a lecture. <laughs> right. <laughs> about why I don't have a real
0: job. Yeah, right.
4: So that always kind of, for the longest time it, it bothered him that I was a freelance artist. Well, anyway, I, I uh, Chompy's wound up doing uh, 22 restaurants and i did about 45 murals oh, in wow. 22 restaurants i just finished up my last mural job in the largest restaurant it's eighteen thousand square foot restaurant in central phoenix and it took me 18 months i'm okay i'll have one yeah, yeah thank it, you it took me 18 months to get everything uh done with that one so i went on with that but anyway in the middle of this uh i'm still i'm still showing my portfolio to people and all of a sudden this one company in phoenix is doing uh contract work for mattel toy company they were doing uh their toy fairs all over the world then they were they were a big deal so all of a sudden i'm doing murals for for mattel toy company and i'm also helping to design i would get prototypes of their products their toys i think one of them one of them was uh, cnc i don't know you kid you guys probably did cnc Another one was called Speed Tracker. It was a baseball. You throw the baseball, and a little display. So that I showed you how. Yeah, I had to prototype, and and one of my jobs was to make the product or the packaging for the product look good. Right. So I started doing that. I worked. I wound up working 13 years with this company, doing stuff for Mattel. Well, Mattel and Disney merged in their toy line, and all of a sudden now I'm doing Mattel and Disney and the restaurants and. Next thing you know, it it is. I'm I've been in Arizona three months, and I bought my first house. So I bought my first house for sixty-eight thousand dollars. Thank you, ma'am. And my total uh, nut uh, for the month, including my groceries and stuff, was about thirteen to fifteen hundred dollars a month, and I'm pulling in about three thousand a week. So I'm working three weeks, taking a week off, going on vacation, come back, work three weeks, take, thirteen hundred. Then I buy, cash. I buy my first. uh, um, I bought a Triumph TR4A, cash, and I sold it. And then I turned around. So I'm.
0: uh, What is that? Those are the sidewinders. I've watched him Where enjoy some I? wings in my day in this podcast. I don't know I've seen anybody enjoy anything more. You just enjoyed those sidewalks. Well, I was hungry. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> they looked awesome. Anyway, back to. By, by that time, I was close to
4: 40. I think I was 39 or 40 years old. Uh, I was pulling in three to five grand a week. I decided to well move down four just a little bit. I said, well, you know what? I've designed all these restaurants, I've done all this stuff and I got hired by Sony and I I actually went overseas and I did uh, some interactive malls on the west coast and then I went to Tokyo and did an interactive mall there for them, designed that and helped put that in and then brought back and then Tokyo offered me a position, uh, or not Tokyo, uh, Sony offered me a position in uh, about 99, 1999 and said look we want you to come work for us and we'll we'll pay you 160 grand a year and give you your benefits and that sounded really good. I got I have to admit it sounded really good. Yeah. Until they offered me a 1-year contract. I'm like no. I want a 5-year contract. They're going no. You get a 1-year contract. I said, "Well, we don't have a contract." So I I decided just to risk it. I'm looking a little bit ahead of myself thinking that I can go ahead and for myself, and anyway, uh, about mm, move over to about two thousand and five, two thousand four, two thousand five. I'm designing water parks around Minneapolis, up in the, up in the northwest, right? Because you don't swim outside in the northwest. I mean, there's there's only like four days that you can actually yeah, walk right. outside with yeah. a bathing suit on uh, in Minneapolis. So they they had these water parks. So I, I finished that job, hated it. And uh, I, had, uh, I at this time I had 10 artists working for me. I had a mural company in, in Phoenix. We had the largest mural company in Southwest. We were doing work in uh, Las Vegas, a lot of the sky work that was done at Caesars Palace and the oh, shot really? warm shots. We were part of that. We didn't do all that, yeah. but we were part, like I was part of a team that went in there and did those. And I learned a lot from those guys doing that. So here I am, I'm, I'm getting used to a bunch of different shit. As an artist, yeah. uh, not doing a much, as much oil paintings as I, want, as I want to, so I decided in 2004 to buy a gallery, you know, so I can get some of my paintings in a gallery. Yeah, and uh, in Scottsdale, with the the gallery uh, area district, was at one time the third busiest district for fine art in the world. It wasn't then; it was going down a little bit. So I buy this gallery, put a couple of thousand dollars into it, remodel it. Put it together, I, I brought in 30 different, 30 artists. We had about $2 million worth of art in the gallery, two, 3,000 square feet. Uh, we had a live band three nights a week, oh, wow. wine and cheese three nights a week. Yeah. We were basically the busiest gallery in Scottsdale, Arizona, in downtown Scottsdale. Wow. So we were doing that for three years. And then, you know, uh, Bill Clinton and George Bush decided to mess with everything on the real estate end of it. And the real estate industry crashed, I mean literally crashed, and that started our Great Recession. But it started a, under Obama, but you can't blame Obama for that, because he just kind of walked into this stuff. So this is leading up to the, to the fun shit now. So I've had, to, I've had to get rid of the Porsche, and now I'm driving around a Mazda. RX-7? RX-8. I don't remember the RX-8. RX-8, nasty, nasty car. I had a souped up, goes 155 miles an hour. I have the rotary engine. Yep. RX- RX- RX-7 was cool. I had an RX-7 and an RX-8. So I have an, RX- an RX-8. I got married. Bad move. And, uh... Which one? Uh, number four.
0: <laughs> what, what...
4: You know what, these fuckers skip, in my family skip all want to know.
0: What's our final tally on that? Five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
4: But you know why I got married 5 times? No. Cuz I didn't want to be married 6 times. That's no. why.
0: <laughs> okay. I was going to I was going to say, say cuz you got divorced 4. <laughs> I've actually had
4: marriage proposals. I've probably had as many marriage proposals as I've had mar- been married. Who asked? The women asked and one guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry about that. Was he the? And he
0: may have been the best of the all right, whole was deal. Was he the best of the yeah. bunch? Or... I
4: don't know. I don't know about that. But I never gave him a shot at it, so we didn't. We don't. We'll never know. Anyway, I'm down to Amasta, and uh, I've had to close the gallery, so I've literally lost my ass. Yeah. So I used to hang out at the uh, at the Ritz Carlton downtown Phoenix. That was my favorite penny party place. So I'm sitting out there, and I have a bunch of buddies, and some of them were all the way from Indiana. They knew me back in the '80s in Indiana and uh, back in the 80s i did a little bit of part-time stand-up comedy you know little bars and stuff like that you know and uh i, I quit doing that because it really just wasn't that funny so i stopped doing
0: that <laughs> which uh, is not great for which a comedian. which is not great thing. for a comedian no no you're not funny you're not that fun- i'm just gonna go out on a limb are you a george carlin guy yeah that's what i figured
4: george carlin has awesome. probably got more common sense than any awesome. politician out there right now. Right. I'm a Bill Maher guy. I'm a George Carlin guy. I'm a Joe Rogan guy. You know, those guys are centrist, and they look at it, and they study, and now they this analyze is where I, this it. is where
2: I will back you up. You, you were the first person that I remember 10 years ago at Friends in Petersburg who said, download, you know, that's when these podcasts started, download Bill Maher. You you were the first guy before anybody said that about Bill Maher. You were you're the guy who's like yeah. – you, 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 this, I mean, there's, the there's things
4: Bill Maher would like. You make fun of me. I believe in Jesus. You know, I'm a Christian. So, you know, and Bill Maher would make fun of my imaginary friend.
1: You
4: know, <laughs> and that kind of pissed me off. Yeah. You know, but it didn't sw- it didn't right. waver my, my, my faith in it at all. And uh, so anyway, I'm I'm sitting at this pity party, and I got a bunch of friends that are around. I just closed my gallery. Uh, and I designed a couple of restaurants, and these restaurants, Toby Keith, I love this bar and grill was one of them, bar and grill. Uh-huh. I, I I did all this work, and that guy stiffed me for about 50000 $50, dollars. Toby Keith, dude. Toby Keith's bar, yeah, I love his bar. In fact, I got a hold of Toby Keith. He was promised he was coming into town to see what it does, and he was going to take care of it. He landed at, at uh, Falcon Field in Mesa, Arizona, and drove straight to the bar and never saw me.
0: I love this bar.
4: So I'm sitting at the Chris Carlton, and I, you know, I looked at everybody. I'm like, you know what? I'm 57 years old. I do not, not want to be an artist. I do not want to have to change careers at 57. Right and people were giving me stupid recommendations and stuff nobody's buying art because it's disposable income and everybody's lost their disposable income again and one of one of my buddies said hey he says uh i've seen you on stage before back in indiana I said, i've seen you on stage you got pretty good stage presence but you caught, your your joke sucked but i saw you the stage presence it was good and i've seen you paint your studio he says why don't you paint on stage I'm like, well, never heard of that before. It wasn't done right at that time. Right. We're talking 2006, roughly. I might get my ears off a year or two, but 2006, I thought, hmm. I went home, and I got on my computer, did a Google search, uh, live painting on stage. Bang. Here goes YouTube, guy named Denny Dent, like you dent your car. His name was Denny Dent he just passed away from uh, multiple organ failure at age 53, Ooh. which means that uh, he'd use a lot of drugs. And yes. it just finally like, backed up on him. But, well, then he's getting on stage, and he's doing all this, these speed painting things. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. So I went out and stretched a big canvas and got in my studio.
0: You've never even thought of this Never before. thought of yeah, it. Right.
4: And I thought, you know what? I'll do uh, Paul McCartney. So I went up there. And the I lads from in- Liverpool, you know. I know. So I did this. Just uh, a uh, painting of Paul McCartney it took me 14 minutes to do it. Well, Danny's doing his stuff in six to eight minutes. And I looked at it and went, you know what? I did. That looks looks like Paul McCartney. That's not not too bad. i had been up all night. Couldn't couldn't go to sleep, so I'm up all night. And my future ex-wife comes up the stairs uh, to the studio. Number five. Studio. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Number five. We're yeah. just we're just trying to keep no. that yeah. in order for Look the listener. People, I had, I had all my kids. I had my two boys by number one. That was my heart's school sweetheart. True. be honest with you, I don't want to say anything else because my, my fiancé's list. You know, we both talked about this. You know, we would have both stayed married to our first person we were married. I would have stayed married to her, and I would have been married over about 51 years to her by now. That's not going to happen, so I had... Um, uh, so I, I started, she comes up to steps. she goes, you didn't come to bed last night. And where did that Paul McCartney come from? I said, I just painted it this morning. It was a Sunday morning. We just painted this morning and it took me 14 minutes. She goes, that "Looks pretty cool. I'm like, yeah. So I go out to my, uh, studio. I had this big studio. So your I,
0: fucking wheels gotta be turning, right? I mean, you, oh. you're thinking of 8 million different things you can do with it. I'm like,
4: yeah I'm, yeah, I'm going at this. So here's how, here's, here's my theory. It, when, what you call luck is not luck. Luck is the result of you putting something out there in the universe for people to experience. That's where you get your luck. Luck is actually good karma. You put good shit out, you get good shit back. You're if you're an asshole, you're not gonna have you know most assholes have a really, really grumpy fucking attitude because they keep putting out bad karma. You know, As I mean, it's always, it's always, I mean, I do things like bad karma. Oh, you walk you drive up to McDonald's and you get your burger that you ordered. And the, and the poor little teenage gal forgets to take your money. And she's, she walks away from the window. Nine out of 10 people just drive away go, yeah. thanks for the free fucking burger. Right. When you know that little girl's going to get dinged on her paycheck right. for the burger, yep. you know, and I'm sitting there going, that's bad karma. You stay there and you wait and go, pardon me, you forgot to take my money, yeah. you saved her job, you saved her paycheck, and you went away with the same good burger, if you want to call it good, and from McDonald's, that's yeah. just just my right. theory. Sure. So I'm sitting there and yeah, my wheel, my wheels are spinning. And so I go out of my studio and I stretch a whole bunch of canvases, like 25 of them. And yeah, I paint them black, because Denny Dent painted them black, and I start painting John Lennon to John Lennon music, yeah. And it's the same music, and I paint, and I
0: paint, and I paint, and I paint, and I paint. Dico just showed us this. That's amazing. Yeah. And
4: I paint, and you know, and I've got at at the end of the week, I have 53 John Lennon paintings, five foot by five foot.
0: How can in people my that are listening to this find that? Uh, he's got a.
4: I'll, I'll give you all that information. Okay. Just, if you want to look at my stuff online, you can find it on Facebook under Randall Head and Fine Art. If you want to look at my videos, I'm on YouTube. Okay. You just you just look at you just say Randall Head and Art, and it'll
3: show up. Because Nico just showed us the John Lennon. Yeah, so, the, the awesome. John Lennon that I'm looking at right now. I it's sped up. That's
4: the first John Lennon I ever did. Right how long? There. How That's, long did that take? Six minutes.
3: Six uh,
4: minutes. It, eventually, it was six minutes. That the first story, time yeah. I tried to speed paint John Lennon, uh, before I ever went on stage, it took me 45 minutes to do John Lennon. I did the same John Lennon on stage two weeks later in nine
3: minutes. Wow.
4: The same, and that John Lennon right there is six and a half feet square. Wow.
3: Now, do you have any oh, the of the? Line let's line just say, stay on the rock star vein. Do you have anything, say, in either the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the? Um, a hard rock cafe or anything, anything like that. No,
4: but I've, I've got an agent who would love for me to do the Cu- country western hall of fame in, uh, in Nashville. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Uh, I, I am starting a series.
0: And you people that tuned in for the baseball stories, hang on. We'll get. There. Hang
4: on. We're, we're going to get the baseball stories, and that's the end. So you got to listen to everything now. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I'm going, uh, I'm going kind of crazy, and all of a sudden this lady. From the, the Mesa Art Center. Yeah. She's one of the directors there. I'm having an open house for all my artists that I had at the gallery. And they've got their their work out there. And the, one of the bands used to play. I had a big backyard. My backyard looked like a resort. And, and, and they, were, they were playing. And these people were coming by. And they said, I love your art do you have anything else in your studio out back because i had a 1200 square foot guest house i turned into a studio yeah so we walk back to the studio and she looks out there and she goes how long did it take you to do all these john lennon's like five years i said no i did them all last week yeah. no like how many 53 wow i got 53 of them. so it's all the studio was was john lennon's yeah so, no, I didn't save them all. I painted them all black and painted something else on them as I went. Because I was, I didn't have a lot. I've, I had to watch my money at the time because right. things weren't going really well. She says, well, I've got, there's a, there's a variety show. And we've got 32 acts. And, and all from uh, uh, musicians and artists from Mesa, Arizona. Now, you think Mesa small town. Mesa is, is about a million people, almost a million. Oh, sure. Yeah. It used to be about a quarter million. It's almost a million now. Uh, so she says, I think I can get you into the show to do it. Can you speed paint this John Lennon in the show? And I went, sure. Have you ever done it before? I'm like, no. She's like, wow. Just well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll have you, a, we'll have you paint that at, uh, just before intermission. So you'll be the 17th act at the beginning, and then we'll have an intermission and auction it off. Well, right, okay. So I went out there and I have that. That is on, uh, that's on YouTube. I think it's on YouTube, that show. So I get out there and uh, uh, I got a black canvas, and there's a trick that we'd use, but it's visible. You can walk by my canvas and it's black. And I've got nothing to look at. I've got eight paint colors on a tray and about five brushes, six brushes. And I got 12 minutes worth of music, Beatles music that I that I've, you know, I just go in GarageBand and uh, mix it. Yeah. So I mix the music in GarageBand. I got it all together, I put it on my uh, iPod Nano and uh, give it to them and have them, have them run that. And we had a uh, thousand people in the audience Every one of them paid $500 for the seat. Balcony, every, it was packed. And the former attorney general from Arizona was the MC that night. And he walks right straight up to the painting. This part, my hands, you can't see it on the, on the radio, they're about 18 inches apart. He looks, he says, so, Randall, what, what are you gonna paint tonight? So I, I'd i rather not say, we'll just uh, get started then. And then I, the music started, and the crowd went nuts. And I got the painting done. We auctioned it off. I think we got $10,000 for, for the painting. And we split it. So I had one home with five grand. Wow. And I needed that five grand bad. Yeah. So I went home with five grand. I went, and then I, I had a guy that was considering, uh, he owned an entertainment company, considering uh, booking me. He calls me up and he says, I saw a Vegas show tonight that's amazing show I can book you anywhere you want to go I said let's do it 30 minutes later I'm in my van driving to see a a possible client and a lady her name was Elena Fish and Elena says hi my name's Elena Fish I'm uh, the production manager for America's Got Talent okay we want you on the show I'm not standing in line on a sidewalk yeah, right, in right, Phoenix, right. Arizona, with a bunch of unemployed people and kids thinking they're going to be a millionaire. Right. Uh, I'm not going to do that. She goes, No, no. We're offering you to come on the show, and you don't have to audition. All you got to do is show up to the show up to the hotel that we are in downtown Phoenix. Just let us film you. And we're done, and you're you're on your way. Yeah. So that was that was awesome. You only get um, uh, uh, you only get on on television, live television, at that point, if you were the final 24. Yeah. So everything else they might show like your whatever reality <laughs> that is, the you know like with the outtakes that are really yeah, bad
0: guy getting kicked in the nuts and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
4: stuff like that. Yeah. It's it's like uh, those were like tape stuff that they go, hey, you got anything stupid we can show tonight? Oh yeah, hey, there's something stupid. They're not really auditioning in front of a bunch of people. Right. They might make it seem like it, but this was, I think, Howard Stern's first year. I was gonna
0: say, who's your judge? Okay. Yeah, it was Howard Stern and... Um, been Well, if it was Howard Stern, it was Mel B, Heidi, and... and what wife number are we on? We're still on five. Okay. Or,
2: yeah.
3: God. Um, I just I was gone for a couple of minutes. I didn't know it would be gone. Simon, to, Howie. Right, just to make sure that just how, it doesn't how how
2: sound he, crazy. Yeah, Howie Mandel. Yes.
4: Just made. That, yeah, because this is this is 12 years ago. So Howard, Howard gonna thought I was going to win. Yeah. Howard said, "I think you're going to win alone." So my job here's here's you got to think about this. War, my, I was at a disadvantage with anybody else on there. You can tell a joke in 90 seconds. Or if you can't tell the whole joke, you can at least tell the most important part in the punchline. Right. You can sing the best part of a song in 90 seconds.
0: Yeah. A you singer can, can get a singer can make his impact in ten seconds. Exactly. Yeah. A
4: a guy's dancing hurt. or a guy that's doing magic, he do card tricks and magic in ninety seconds. I still have to start off with a blank canvas. So I'm on stage with a blank canvas, five foot by five foot square, and I've got ninety seconds to paint Howard Stern. If I go down like this with my brush like that, that's five seconds. And there's no lines on there. Nothing you can see. There's Mark's, but nothing you can see. Okay. It's, it's like, it's, here, I'm going to tell you without having to kill you.
1: Yeah.
4: It's like, where's Waldo? Now, if you don't know who, what Waldo, who Waldo looks like, you're never going to find Waldo. Right. I had Waldo on the canvas. Okay. You don't know. It's Waldo. I know it's Waldo. You don't
3: know. So, but why? By, by the same token. You're doing something for a for a medium for TV that quickly. All of this and that, whether you've got marks or don't right. have marks, you still have to have the talent that it takes. Sure, to you can't do that. You
4: can't look at anything. You can't think of right. anything right. else. You have to be completely. How
0: quickly were you doing those on America's Got Talent? I had 90 seconds.
4: 90 seconds. Yeah, uh, I barely made that. But you know, when I did the Howard Stern, they're like, "Oh, he's going far." And then I. I ran into the back, in the back uh, during one audition. There's was a black guy, tall, handsome black guy. His name is Landau something or another. When, when he sang, he sounded exactly like Frank Sinatra. And he won the year prior. And the year prior to that, Terry Fader won. And he's the ventral coach. Yeah, I going to in, say,
0: he's still running Vegas yeah. like crazy. Terry guy.
4: Fader is really the only guy. He's the
0: Mirage, right? I think. At yeah. The Mirage.
4: Terry Fader is the only guy that really won America's Got Talent and is still out there performing. Right. Regularly, you got
0: except for well that dra- that guy in the dragon costume. What's oh, his wow. name? Tiff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. still out there. Yeah. <laughs> well,
4: we don't call that a real act. That's yeah. just a. Yeah. That's like that one guy that would do the she bang she bang on America's, yeah. uh, 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 America's, America's Got kind of Talent. Yeah, well, hung. That's what it William was.
0: William hung. William hung. William hung. She bang she yeah. bang. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh my. Uh, Todd Packer on The Office had. <laughs> well wl <laughs> hung on his license plate and, and ryan says are you a william Hung fan why do people keep asking me that wl so is is a john lennon
3: oh i a howard get it now stern,
0: are they are they good subjects for something like that because of the unique the howard round,
4: stern is not it's not no, it's I like it I like to paint his, his Keith hair. Richards, but man, it takes forever. I could never speed many, paint. Keith Richards re- got too many fucking wrinkles. Yeah, I'm right. like, I take all the wrinkles out of his face, and it doesn't look like Keith Richards so, anymore. T-
0: so why, look, why John Lennon? The the the, the, easy well, no, the because, because he died. Because okay. he died young.
4: No, John John Lennon.
0: <laughs> why not Janis Joplin?
4: <laughs> I do Janis Joplin. Okay. okay. Janice Joplin died on my eighteenth birthday. Wow, Brian, don't be a wow. dick.
0: Well, I was just saying I'm yeah, just saying, Brian. it was the first person that died young that popped in my head.
4: Well, Liam
3: Young. <laughs> Liam Hung Young.
4: <laughs> um I have a John Lennon story if we got time, but you guys want to we got time. Uh, I gotta be at well, W E M W me? at
0: three thirty. So okay,
4: well good. we got it. We got it, buddy. Well anyway, the John Lennon started out. I started having, uh, what, when I first started the speed painting thing and had the idea, I could not get out of my head a song uh, by, uh, that Lennon wrote, that the Beatles playing. it's called Any Time At All. Okay. It says, any time at all, all you got to do is call, I'll be there. You know, and I can't, It's like a bad radio spot that you keep listening to that's really, really bad and you can't get it out of your head. Yeah. Well, I couldn't get it out of my head. And so I went in to uh, watch we've got a great Beatles band in Arizona. They're called Marmalade Skies. Uh they don't look like the Beatles and the chick that sings
1: that's Anytime the song.
4: I'm at all I'm at all, all, all gotta do is go, go. But I'll be there. <laughs> That's it. Cool, man. That's that's has being on your toes. So um I would see this Beatles band. This is in my transition trying to get Really into this speed painting stuff. Now, I'll get in and out of it as quick as I can. But, uh, but this song would not stop. So anyway, I'm supposed to be somewhere else one day, and I canceled the appointment because I'm at a I'm at a, uh, a uh, an Irish pub, big Irish pub, a stage, and they had this picture of these six people, kind of in a Beatles pose, and they're, they're playing that night. And I went, so I called my fifth wife. And number five. S- number five for those and I said, at Hey, I said, we're not gonna go to this thing. why not? I said, because we're gonna go listen to Marmalade Skies tonight. And I you know, on my phone, I had the John Lennon I had painted. So I go up to the, the on their break. I go up on their break, you know, they're like, okay, who's this fucking this idiot this this Crazy up guy
0: here? from Vincent's coming up. Yeah,
4: all right. Well, I'd been in you know, I'd been in Arizona for a bit then. I was almost native by then. But I'm walking up and I said, Hey I got this idea, and uh, uh, what I want to do is uh, uh, I'd like to have you guys back me up and I do uh, I paint the Beatles while you do Beatles songs, all four, all four of them. It was great. And we did. We were out at, uh, in Scottsdale at an outdoor uh, theater. We did the, we put that show on three years in a row after that. but the first time I met them... We I talked to him, everybody in the band took extra time off their break to listen to what I had to say and what I had to show them and actually the next day they all came out to the studio and saw all the paintings I was doing and said, "We're in." Yeah. but when I left I left the, uh, their performance in the middle of their show because we had to go for some reason we had to go home I don't know. I'd have to ask my fifth wife to have yes. She's not here right now.
3: <laughs> I'm not, sure, not sure what that means, but I'm going to just... You got it, but okay. You
4: just take it for what you want. There you take, go.
3: Just glean from it's it like what you painting. like. It's painting. It's your Absolutely. own interpretation.
4: It's in the eyes of the beholder. So as I'm walking out of the venue, anytime at all, the song hits. Really? And my fifth wife grabbed my hand real hard and said, I think you just got... An, a, a message. Yeah. And that's when I started to believe that if you let the universe and you let karma work its way and you're doing something good, you let you let this shit happen. You know, you're, you're, you get epiphanies. Of, an epiphany, of, to me, is a visitation from something that's trying to tell you something. I'm okay. And most people just don't listen to it. Yeah. I just want a iced tea if um, you got it. I have a
0: makers diet. Yeah,
3: I have iced tea. I just uh,
0: yeah, we a. We don't
3: mean, edit that no, out. Okay, Sweet tea. Waitress a. orders always yeah. make the podcast. You're,
0: I didn't yeah. expect you to be this damn interesting. I thought that we were going to be in and out. Real quick though, you know who invented oil painting? Travis Brett. Travis Brett, Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Or Indiana Farm Bureau. <laughs> Uh, well, but you know where he's located, of course, on 304. Uh, on JFK, JFK and Avenue, Avenue, Yeah, right. he's my insurance agent. 812 295 3129. If you have an auto, Todd, you've got an auto.
3: No, I'm going to knock on wood here shortly.
0: That's, yeah, get ready. Uh, you've got a home.
3: I do. I For now. For now.
0: Um, we all are alive, uh, renters, insurance, business, farm, and crop. He does it all. He's been part of the Martin County business community for over 17 years. Right and after he
3: retired from the Pacers.
0: And, and invented I... Netflix. And you know what else I decided? Not only Netflix, but I learned that the most famous person probably from Earlham College is Dick Baumgartner and his shooting camps. Do you know that Travis Brett taught, taught him how to shoot? <laughs> he did. He did. He taught Dick Baumgartner from Earlham College how to shoot a basketball. Yep, you know Which him. is wedding to the Pacers. Folks, <laughs> please stop knocking on wood. Give Travis a call. Go, Travis. And of course, Dinko, he he's with Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. We pay the bill every month. That's right.
2: It, it, it's on time
4: i'm out doing shows so i do one show for hospice of the valley and i don't know if you guys remember hugh downs from uh oh he's still alive from no ABC. he's not he, he died he died uh two years ago at 101 okay well i he... saw him at i saw him at 95 he looked great but uh, he was at hospice of the Valley. he was advertising hospice of the valley you know i hope to see him someday uh, but uh uh i the first the person owner. to
2: tell me seatbelts so, might, in fact, be bad. Take that, Ralph Nader. I'm, so not, only, here's
3: the really I'm not only wi- the
0: owner. I'm also a client.
3: <laughs> uh, he is
2: definitely dead.
4: <laughs> well, anyway, at the Hospice of the Valley event, I'm doing a Rat Pack show. Okay. So I'm doing the whole Rat Pack. All of them. All of them. Joey, are
0: you doing Joey Bishop? No, he wasn't. Oh, okay, thank you. Son of a gun. Yeah.
4: Uh, so uh, I'm like, okay, um, I'm... At, at the at the Hospital of the Valley, you know, everybody's got 10 tables all over the place. And there's probably 500 in attendance. It's a big one at the Arizona Biltmore. So I'm up on the stage, and I noticed that there's different tables for different – there's there's physicians over here, and there's nurse practitioners over here. Right. One table they had for impasse. You know what an empath is? They think they're – well, they feel like they're psychic or they – Feel uh, your energy. Oh, em- empaths, empaths,
3: frauds. Impaths.
0: is what we call them here in New York. You Indiana. call them what? Frauds. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Criminals. <laughs> hey, Hugh's a libertarian.
4: Anyway, I just found this, that out. This, these empaths, uh, we're sitting at the next table. So after I'm done with my show, so they are I'm knew sitting there with paint. my. I'm sitting at the table with my fifth wife, and uh, <clears throat> there's a lady that says uh, she's a. RN, and, a nerd, and an empath. Okay. That's one you don't Ooh. want to see. Yeah. Right. Anyway, she comes over to my table. She, says, she sits down next to me and she says, uh, she said, I know who wife number six is. <laughs> Pick a card, any card. Yeah. No. She says, I want to know something. When you were on stage, i never met her before. She says, I want to know why John Lennon was standing behind you. I'm like, uh, so you know that, right? Yeah. So I had uh, an Indian shaman tell me that, that John Lennon was either my spirit guide or a spirit guide was masquerading as John Lennon without me telling him anything. Really? And this, spirit, this, this guy, this shaman, is a friend of mine. He's not a fraud. My nose
0: isn't that pointed, you know. Yeah,
4: and then <laughs> and then this, she comes over and I tell her a little bit of the story about the anytime at all story and all that. Yeah. So to this day, my number one selling speed painting has always
0: been John Lennon. So uh, we haven't mentioned we're at Red Bones Bar and Grill, the best place to eat. Uh, Sidewinders are awesome. Uh, the Sriracha. Bourbon Sriracha. Uh, bourbon Sriracha didn't let you down again. Would not disappoint. No. I didn't
3: eat tonight, but I did have the uh, Philly cheesesteak here last Saturday. And I heard you were in here, too, greasing the uh, greasing Bar Eve referees. Uh, I, I was, yeah. I, I had the chicken fingers. They were awesome. At the table, They were great. Thanks to Cindy for letting us record here. We appreciate
0: it very much. So, Okay, back to it. Back to back to making you guys' job really easy. It's yeah. <laughs> who did the best set you've ever heard? Who who killed the most of
2: any show you were? Which you comedian? Were yeah, which comedian? Comedian? Comedian or, or which act? Oh my! What act? Let's do that.
4: Uh, well, the best comedian I've ever seen live is Dave Chappelle. Yeah, the the most intelligent comedian is Dave Chappelle. Yeah, uh, I'm going to see Chris Rock. In about two weeks, Will you I s- want to see Chris Rock because he got slapped by Will Smith. If he's I start slapped- to joke
0: about it, he just told his first joke about it this week. He's he's, he's If opening. I got
4: sla- if I if Will slept if Will uh, Smith has slapped me on
0: stage, he got a big one back. Well, let me tell you something. He didn't flinch. He took it. He didn't flinch. He was a pro. Uh, the the best. I got to say the best act. <laughs> Sam Kennison. Oh, the my best God. act. I just oh. told. I just. We were flying, well, it was when we were flying out to Bandon. And I, I think of this every time I'm on a flight. And But one of the great things Norm MacDonald told on the Howard Stern Show one time, he said, I'm on a flight with with Sam Kinison. And they come on, you know, he said, hey, this is Captain Johnson. And Kinison immediately goes, not Crash Johnson, not Crash Johnson. <laughs> Set the plane, just loses it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Kennison. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
4: So those were my favorites. Uh, I, I like uh, Richard Pryor was a genius. George Carlin
0: was a genius. Um, I, I, so you, what? What musical acts? You, I know you said Darius and and
4: Well, see, Zach, I've opened up for Darius. Brown,
3: huh? You told me Zach Brown, I think, on the phone.
4: Uh, I I've hung around with Zach Brown a lot. I've uh, been backstage with him. Didn't open up with him, but I've been to his studio. I've been backstage at a concert. Um, We talk. uh, He's on my auto dial, on my cell phone.
3: He's Uh, a consummate pro. He's a pro. I've seen him a couple times
4: Uh, in Deer Creek. But I think that his rendition of um, Devil One Down to Georgia is not as good as the original Charlie Daniels. I've opened up for Charlie Daniels five times. Uh, I've opened up for um, Travis Tritt. I remember I was doing a... I opened for Charlie Daniels at an event in Franklin, Tennessee, about seven years ago. And this is a uh, this is a Naomi Judd story. I knew Naomi Judd, and uh, I had just finished doing the doing the show. Shaquille O'Neal's in the audience, and he's he comes up on stage, and we're auctioning my painting, and auctioning also right next to me, Shaquille O'Neal standing. So I'm 5'7", he's 7'5", wow. and uh, he's 500 pounds and I'm 160 or nah, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's a, one of those, he's standing, his shoes are like that, they were about over 18 inches long. They're huge size 24 tennis shoes inside of a, a glass case or plexiglass case. They're auctioning off and he got like, I don't know, he got, I just, I stood next to him and I said, I better get more money than you today, tonight. Well, I think so, huh? Yeah, I think I'm going to get more money than you. You want to bet on it? Oh, no, no. You know, so anyway, he gets, he gets like, I think he got 15 grand for the shoes. I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. I got 60 grand for Charlie Daniels. Really? I looked at him and went, eh, you know, like that. And uh, uh, Charlie put it in the background. He had his entire band there. And at the very end, they played Devil Went Down to Georgia with my painting of Charlie. and It was really funny. I just put a shirt on him. I put a red shirt on him, and Charlie walks out. I haven't seen him yet. And he's wearing a red shirt. So it was a really, really kind of cool. So the show's over, and uh, there's a little reception thing going on, and it's over close to Charlie's table at the at the uh, show. And uh, Elliot Gould, I don't know if you guys remember Elliot Gould, Mash, Mash Elliot Gould, Elliot. Elliot he was Gould's, the father El- of uh, Rachel on Friends. Gotcha. For you younger.
0: No, fans. on uh, not of Rachel. Of, uh, of uh, uh, Monica.
3: Monica, yeah. Monica on Friends,
4: yeah. yeah. So anyway. Uh, uh, Elliot's manager comes over and says hey because I'm heading back to the, to the green room again he goes hey he says uh, Elliot Gould would like to meet, meet you and get a picture taken with you I'm like alright that sounds good to me you know, and I'm like why does he want a yeah. picture taken with me well you know, when you, get, when you start getting known you don't realize you don't realize you're sort of famous until after the fact yeah. yeah. It just creeps. <laughs> Don't she- I know it. That <laughs> <laughs> sheep. <laughs> I can't even walk it's,
3: through the Athens grocery store yeah. anymore.
4: Yeah. So it just kind of, well, it creeps up on you. So anyway, I'm over there getting my picture taken with Elliot Gould, and all of a sudden, David Corlew, who is uh, Charlie's manager, runs over behind me and says, Randy, watch out. And I said, what do you mean? Well, we got 1,800 people in the audience. And in the back, it looks like everybody's parting the Red Sea and here's uh, uh, Naomi Judd and her husband. The race car or, driver? No.
2: no that's Na- that's the... Uh, the Judds.
3: No, judge. but the daughter uh, is married to
2: a race car driver. To Ashley or... Was it Ashley? Abby yeah, Ashley, it yeah.
4: Not Winona.
3: Not Winona.
4: She's married to a crazy guy that lost his leg in a motorcycle accident. But anyway, it was... Uh, His partner says, "Naomi, I don't know what you're going to get from her, but it looks like she's coming towards you or coming towards us. If she says something really offensive to you, just smile and forget about it, because she's kind of a she's known to be overly opinionated, and uh, she was a sweet lady that they always made her out to be. I think she was a good person." But uh, her husband was a real handsome this is guy. the mom, right? The mom. the mom. The mom. Yeah. She at that time was probably 68 years old and stunningly beautiful. I mean, she was a ten. I mean, without a doubt, that woman was just flipping beautiful. She's walking up, and I am. I, I'm like, well, I'll just put my shit-eating grin on. And uh, and, she, and she goes, I said, well, hi, Mrs. Miss Judd you know and she grabs with her right arm she grabs my arm here and she's holding my arm really hard and she's only about five one five two uh and she goes young man and i said thank you for calling me young man i think i was about 62 at the time she says young man i want to i want to tell you something She's hold my she's holding my arm with her right arm and she's pointing her finger at me like this i want i need to tell you something i'm like oh shit." This is going to be bad. Yeah. She says, I've been up on that stage thousands of times, and I've seen thousands of acts on 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 stage in my lifetime. He said, tonight I saw a genius that was marvelous and turned around and walked away. I said, thank you very much. All Six right. months later, I opened for Wynonna. All right. So should we move on to
0: baseball? Let's get to let's baseball. Go,
4: okay. Let's, let's wrap this up okay, on wrap the it speed up, painting. I've, I've I used to do almost 100 shows a year. I knocked it down to 50, and then I knocked it down to 20. I only do about a half a dozen, maybe eight of my favorite charities now.
0: So do you uh, this one? You're you're gonna do Gil Hodges, correct? Yeah. Like so, like when you do whoever the Judds, do you do you know who you're gonna do, or just like do you ever have where people just shout out and you just do somebody? Yeah. Or yeah. I did one time. Okay. But, but typically, you know who you're going to who you're going to paint. I prepare because yeah. i
4: like, for example, I I've, I had never painted uh, Winona before, so I'm in my studio and I I, uh, I have this, this black uh, uh, poster paper that I, I roll roll down, and what I do is I practice painting Winona Judd. I probably will do it two weeks before, and I'll do twenty-five to fifty paintings. Same thing, same music. 50, 60 times. Then I show up with the canvas. So I've done it 60 times and it's the same music. Right. All I need to do is put Waldo on the canvas Yeah. that you can't find. Right. Boom. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and paint it. So usually they take
3: about anywhere from five to eight minutes and it's done. it will take about seven minutes. Now, the honest to God truth is I mean, the three of us are, believe it or not, somewhat creative people in our own right. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, whether you look at a blank page and write something, Mike's done quite a bit of work for me uh, mm-hmm. over the years covering, you know, different sports. But, and a friend of mine is a contractor, a bit, and he can walk onto a piece of land and he can see the house. He can see, you know, where, what's going where and how mm-hmm. it's going to fit. I mean, like I said, I, I'll have to look at a blank piece of paper, hopefully we'll come up with a story. Um, is that the way it's always been for you as you just yeah. look? At, you see when it on the a, canvas long before? I, I, I'm going
2: to stop him. I'm going to stop him. I and thought I, the FCC and was going to no, no, get no, him and, for a no, while. It, it, well, well, we'll do some creative editing later. But when they were making, and I know this will be a, a sore subject for you, Todd, but when um, you know Crowder and and all of these people were making the Bar Eve movie back in 2015. Oh, yeah. hey, hang on. They they called me one day, and I need to send this to my to my uncle as well. And uh, the, the the filmmakers said, "How many old gyms can you get us in in Southern Indiana?" So it is the Sunday before we have a teacher day on Monday, and I called everybody that I knew in Southern Indiana that that was a superintendent, a principal that lived in a small town that that had Petersburg high school gym that, that this group could get in and, and just take still shots of.
3: I got kicked out of Petersburg gym at a freshman. Yeah, you
2: know, I, I realize this.
3: Hey, you can't
4: run streak across the basketball. <laughs> yeah, I right. wish so that's I got, what it was. But. So
2: so it, so anyhow, it, it, th- this day, just because of who I was with and what we did, it, it's, it's still one of the highlights of my life. It really is. Uh, but we got into a gym in southern Indiana in Pike County. I'm not going to tell you where or when. And I got into the permanent records, and I think I've told my uncle this before. But I got into his permanent record. Oh shit! And 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 you want to talk about people that were, you know, th- this is where I think you can say, hey man, society has gone forward, and we are better than we are right now, because some of the stuff that his teachers wrote about him when he was in junior high, and and you know, they called him aloof. They his his report card was awful. They talked about him being out in space, and 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 I mean it was. This was in the record. He was like he was like Blutowski. I mean his 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 senator
3: Blutowski. His his yeah, right. his, his
2: GPA was in the decimals. Because
4: I got graduated two
2: Yeah, and, and and I mean, it, it dumb was, and stupid. It was, it was vicious. No so I, I went work. home and called my mom. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, I, I got into all your permanent records today while we were on this yeah. on this photo shoot. I and, can't and, imagine and what gym that would be. She said, Peter well, what did I? What, what did they say about me? I'm like, well, you are okay. I said, Wayne well, was know, probably well, okay I, too. I, I said, Wayne, you know, your brother Wayne was a little worse. I said, but God dang, Randy was like they eviscerated him, and she's like. Exactly. You know, your 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 grandpa told me that. Uh, uh, you know,
4: I was in uh, I was junior high, and I did the same thing in class. I was bored, and I had a drawing pad between my book, and I'm sketching everybody in the classroom. Well, my teacher in uh, eighth grade had a she was old and she was ugly. She had black. She had a beehive hairdo. She had a beehive hairdo, and then I, I the uh, the janitor was a guy. He just I saw him, he always, he always had his bucket and he had his spigot down. he filled fill a bucket of, of water with his mop in the hallway in the school and he mop the hallway and mock it up. So one day I decided to draw both of them in in school and I got caught. So the teacher, I drew her with a beehive instead of a beehive hairdo. She had fucking bees flying around her head, you know. And then I had the, the janitor I had him in his janitor outfit with his little janitor hat and his bucket and his mop in the bucket. But the water was a spigot, which were where his penis should be. And I, he turned the penis on and he was pissing in the bucket. <laughs> so she takes me down by my ear, takes me into the principal's office and sits me down. And Harold Wiseman was an ass. Oh, he was a bad tempered guy. This is down in Evansville. So I'm sitting outside that office, and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. You know, and and they're trying to... I I know people were trying to figure me out, and I know I was weird. And you talk to my dad, he'll tell you stories that just scared the shit out of you. Why do you have this guy here? He's fucked up. And uh, so I go into the the principal's office. I'll make this really fast because we want to get to Gil Hodges. He looks at these pictures, and he goes, so... um, did you draw
3: these? I went, yeah. And
4: he starts the grin and goes, This is kind of funny. <laughs> he got Mrs. Henderson with a beehive. A beehive. Uh-huh. He, says, oh. he says, Can I keep these? Uh-huh. I said, yeah. yeah. He says, Go back to class. Don't draw anymore, okay? <laughs> okay. So I got those in 19, uh, 2016. I had a Harper Elementary School. I organized the 50 year. Class reunion. And Harold Wiseman's son came to the reunion. So the son of the principal, principal came to the reunion and he says, You're Randy Hedden. I said, Yeah. He says, You know, dad framed those things and they're in his office. He really? still, I we still have those. I said, Can I have them back? Said, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have them back. So anyway, uh, yeah, I knew I was aloof. I, and and the, the 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 diagnosis. I tried to go into some. Uh, the teachers t- had no clue back then. Well, how back to then, deal I mean,
0: that, right?
4: Th- there was autism wasn't even a. There wasn't even a word in, in the vocabulary that yeah. was autism in in 1958. Right. It was just it wasn't there. So you know, I'm sure it was a lot rarer back then than it is now. But still i had everything so when you ask me do i see it one of the things that i have and it runs in the family he's got a little bit of it too is a photographic memory
2: yes he does so, hey, hold on hold on who is the seven-time davies county trivia contest champion mike DeCorsi is my daddy thank you there thank you me. go i just wanted to Well, and see my son second
4: my son is also he is he is a has a, um the same uh, condition he's got a, a photographic memory but mine's visual and some, like, he is, like, with numbers or names and stuff. Yeah. Well, my son, what, uh, he went through college and his master's magna cum laude. Uh, never, uh, never missed anything. And yeah. I said, son, how'd you do that? He goes, well, Dad, he said, whenever I, all I got to do is, if I can't remember, he always made sure he read the chapter that the test was going to be on the night before. He said, I just go back to the page, close my eyes, read the, read the paragraph,
0: and answer the question. Wow. And for, I mean, that's me, why I like hanging out with him because he'll come up with the yeah. fact and then I can fill in the, the, right. you know, the blanks and after give, that. For me, but it's, it's different. I what fact. I
4: do, you'll see me what I'll do. You don't see me. Even if you went to the game tomorrow, you look, and, and what I'll do is I'll be standing probably 15 feet from the painting. The painting's gills
3: five foot by four foot. So that big of a painting. And I'm, you and, just pull it off the canvas. You just pull the image, you know, to the front of the canvas. Right. In other words, I've got the image, i did got
4: the image on this, I'll sit and stare at this right. for maybe five minutes before I go on. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll back up and I'll look and I'll see that, that image on that canvas. And then I walk straight at it and I'm not looking, you'll see, i just walk straight to the canvas and bam. Yeah. The
0: music goes on and bam.
4: And it's really cool. And if there was a million people, I'll do even better.
0: Let's talk about, real quick, Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, 812-295-3129, Auto Home Life, Renters Business Farm, Crop, anything else? My agent. His agent. Don't knock on wood, Todd. Don't be stupid. Go to sleep at night knowing you're protected. Give Travis and his team a call or go on their Facebook page and get all the information. Todd, lead us off or bring us into the baseball discussion.
3: Randy and I were having a conversation about the story. Where you can go back and read. You get the background on the MDO and what kind of paints he used and how long it took, all of that. So we're going to stay away from that. Okay. But Randy said, I've got the real story. Now, Gil Hodges was, should have been in the Hall of Fame many years ago. Many years ago. Um, when he retired from baseball, and I don't mean as a manager, I mean he was, what, the second most
2: home runs for right-handed? Third. By, at the time of? At the re- time re- of his retirement. Yeah,
3: And um, – Randy said, you know, I'll tell you the real reason. I won't do it here in the newspaper. I'll wait till the podcast.
4: I did promise to podcast. What year
3: then. did he retire? He retired in 62? 63. 63. He was on the uh, the original Mets. The original Mets right. and, and played part and, of the next season. And then he uh, also, of course, managed the Miracle Mets. First three gold gloves <clears throat> ever in the National League. Yeah. So Eight All-Star games, I Tell believe. us now here and why. In the shadow of petersburg indiana okay okay as underneath a dodger blue sky (laughs) tell us why did it take so long for gil hodges to get in the hall of fame
4: now let me preface this by saying this is not my assumption this is not my story these are people that knew gil hodges and other people that were involved in this they're all dead so i cannot substantiate this for you I never had him write it down. I never recorded him. We just talked matter-of-factly at a we bar. We need names. But we got names. Okay. okay. I met a guy who was a World War II P-38 fighter pilot that was shot down over Nazi Germany and became a prisoner of war. In the shooting, a fifty caliber cannon blew off the bottom of his right leg, below his knee. While he was in a prisoner of war camp, he, had, he became friends with a sculptor who sculpted him an artificial leg and figured out how to strap it on. And he was playing stickball and tennis and all kinds of stuff oh, wow. in, in prisoner of war camp. When, when this this guy's name was Burt Shepard, I found him in a book of I found him, He was in a book in a yard sale, and I looked at his odd sports facts, and I opened up this middle page. This is a picture of this guy that was playing for the Washington Senators, um, and he had... Uh, a, they showed this artificial leg he was left-handed the
3: original washington Senators, the, the Calvin original
4: griffith one yes
3: that the one, one in the deal yeah. the one that became minnesota yes so uh they did
4: a prisoner war exchange he went to walter reed walter reed got him a prosthesis he went out and started working out with the washington senators during spring training this guy on one leg was running a hundred yard dash in 14-2 with a wooden leg. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I got that on film. I have film of that. Uh, they did some uh, specials on him. I, I'm uh, uh, friends with a lot of the Diamondbacks. I got him to a Diamondbacks game. He threw out one of the first pitch of the Diamondbacks game. And we became really good friends. And then he started opening up. And one of the things that he knew, I said, you know, my biggest claim to fame at the time is I used to mow Gil Hodges' mom's yard in Petersburg, Indiana for four years. Never knew, never put Hodges, Mrs. Hodges, Irene Hodges, and Gil Hodges, the names together. All I knew, this little old lady named Irene. Yeah. I, I, I mowed her yard and then she'd give me a little glass, it was like an orange juice glass, of just cold Coca-Cola, no ice. And made me sit there to, in, on the kitchen table and drink that that before she'd let me go. And talk to her. And talk to her. And to talk. And talk, and I mean, I walked through her, her living room is a big pic. It's a small house. It's on 14th Street Maine. Yeah. It's a small house, and it was just a picture of Gil Hodges, and everybody had a picture of Gil Hodges back then, in the in the in the 60s. You said Bill Gil Hodges. He's still alive. Right. You know, that was a hero. I mean, they, they it was a big deal there. When did he die? 1972.
3: 1972
4: 72. 40, 46 or 47 years right old. Oh, really?
3: Right, right before they broke camp. To oh, was yeah, yeah. that young. One.
4: Yeah. Wow. That Widowmaker. Uh, Part of the heart. Okay. He played. He played 36 holes and then walked to his car and died before he got could open the door. Wow! Fell right there by right by his, by his car. He said he's dead before he hit the ground. Anyway, um, so I'm telling this to Bert, and so we start. He goes, I got a, I got one for you. I said, because I said, you know, to this day, I don't know why with those statistics back then. Where he stood. I mean, he, he knocked in more RBIs in a 10-year period than anybody in the major leagues during his 10 years. He was the RBI leader. Come on. That doesn't qualify for Hall of Fame? Miracle Mets doesn't qualify for Hall of Fame? Right. you got to be kidding me. That was a shit team he turned into a, a world champion. He had a shit record and still made it and won big. Yeah. You know, so it was because of Gil Hodges made those guys believe that they could win. He was probably the greatest
3: manager ever to manage a game. Didn't hurt to have Tom Seaver, Jerry Koosman, Nolan Ryan on your pitching okay, staff. But, but they were
2: they were raw. They were raw. They were raw. They, were raw. they were raw. And he did things that they do today that they didn't know about. Pitch counts, for example. Okay. Keep yeah. keep going.
4: Anyway. So Bert says, I got to tell you sorry. a story. is... You remember Ted Williams? Yeah. I know Ted. Yeah. He says, I knew Ted Williams really well. You know? And uh, he says, I I, I had a, a long association with Ted Williams. And Ted died, what, about 15 years ago? Yeah. Somewhere there like, like thereabouts. Is his head dead? <laughs> yeah. No, his head's still floating yeah. around in Scottsdale. Yeah. He's going to here's The cryogenics place. Here's the skinny on all that. Bert said, uh, he says, you know, uh, Ted Williams was jealous of Gil Hodges. And didn't like it and the reason was is Gil Hodges was a nice guy Gil Hodges was a religious guy during his entire career he never missed mass never never missed mass and when Jackie Robinson got on the team Gil Hodges said I'm taking you under my wing and I'm gonna make sure you don't get in any trouble either you're causing it or somebody's trying to cause it for you Gil Hodges was so loved I mean we already talked about how many he named a couple of bridges, a school right. or two, a park, bowling and a alley. bowling alley after him in Brooklyn in the, in the 50s. Yeah. They did all of that. That's how much they loved Gil Hodges. And even when Gil was sucking on in, in the World Series, at, at Mass, they would say, let's all pray for Gil Hodges today. So that's the kind of guy he was. So imagine this. You're in the 1950s you still got signs on restaurants say coloreds only this way right Coloreds only restaurant Coloreds only water fountain yeah and he's he and joan his wife and Gil, uh and, and jackie robinson and his wife were going out socially and they would walk into some pretty fine restaurants and not one of them said you can't bring that negro in here they just walked straight through you can wanted- imagine not a separate entrance, none of that. Walk straight through the front door, into the restaurants, and nobody said a word. I'm right. sure there were eyes rolling, sure. here and there, but nobody said a word. Go that was Gil fucking Hodges, and he, he was, you know, he knew he could do that, but he wasn't trying to be a, 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 a boisterous or go like, "Hey, I'm Gil Hodges, watch me do this." He was trying to be fair, so he was probably one of the first innovators is like hey this racial equality thing we've got a, we've got a guy on our team that people think isn't completely
2: human that's not you know they're yeah people still thought he should be three-fifths of a person
4: well yeah something yeah. like that you know right and so they so they're like why is he taking this you know three-fifths of a person around and doing this stuff? he's a teammate he's a teammate and Jackie Robinson had a had a chance he had a tryout with the boston red sox at the same time nobody knows that did you know that i told you, you this story you told me that okay <laughs> i
2: told you this story. you told me this yeah I'm all right i'm gonna say you probably told him what he already knew okay
4: well he did what well, he did tell me he told me about the tryout during the tryout uh yaki and uh williams ted, ted williams we're shooting pigeons, killing exactly. pigeons in the my Park during the time. <laughs> so you can imagine why you got a black the only black guy to you know taking batting shots. practice <laughs> and he's trying to hit the ball and two white guys are out around with guns shooting pigeons. Yeah. Bam 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 bam. You're like you know. Yeah. So who am I yeah. next? You know? Yeah. So well um, you told me that the Boston Red Sox are the last they had, team.
3: They were the last team to have a black player, but right. they had a chance to, to sign him, and it was either in 44 46 yeah um so yeah they, they had an opportunity to way before brooklyn did yeah and did passed. yeah so jackie had signed i think in 47 yeah with brooklyn well i think he played didn't he play 46 season with montreal montreal yeah and then yeah
4: montreal was
3: a minor league but was, was it
4: okay Sure. What it was in Montreal, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right.
3: They, they specifically
4: said. Yeah, because
2: basically it. Hodges and and Robinson came back together. Right. And that and that's another thing that makes the Hall of Fame thing so ridiculous, is is, you know. Yeah, Hodges did the Moonlight Graham thing in, in 1943. Right. And then he went and had 29 months of consecutive, not just, hey, I, you're in the Marines now, you're active in active combat.
3: Guadalcanal, so
2: he, Tarawa. You know, he, he missed three full seasons of...
4: He still at 370 home runs. You missed uh, three uh, seasons. He was averaging about 35 home runs yeah, in Can you you're,
0: you're, imagine? No. <laughs> I mean, how things are different now.
3: Well, we can jump I mean, right back goodness. to this, but I, if you really not? want a taste of the South Pacific... Watch the HBO special, *The, the Pas- Pacific*. *The
2: Which Pacific*. Star from uh, *Lagoda Indiana*. Ligoti, Indiana*. Yep.
3: Um, was actually part of that platoon. Yep. Um, and you know, just can you imagine
0: Aaron Judge saying, "Guys, got to go." <laughs> yeah, I'm out for three years. Yeah, got to
3: go do some service here. Got to beat the Saudis. But even into the late '60s, even into the late '60s, Carlton Fisk had a had a year and a half off for military service. Yeah. Guys had that military break. Um, even Ted Williams had it. Ted Williams had it twice. Same Randy Hidden had it.
4: Randy Hidden had it. Uh, you know, Stan Musial. Hey, had wait, it. time out!
2: I'm the only non-veteran at this <laughs> table. thank Emmons. you all for your service. Brian Evans had it. Thank you, Brian thank Emmons. you, Brian. Uh, thank you, Todd. No one. Thank you, guys. No one attacked him out in
4: home Idaho. I'll tell <laughs> you anyway. That. From the mouth of Burr Shepard was this: Ted Williams was kind of a prick in general. Oh, I think I think that's. I don't well think kind was well yeah. documented. Well okay. documented. Um. Ted Williams got hired to manage the Washington Senators and he fucked it up bad. He was a horrible manager. I don't know if you guys remember some of his he he I think the last team he managed was the Texas Rangers. Well they became
3: the Texas Rangers. They yeah. they moved.
4: Yeah, they moved. Well he, he got rehired. He was only just a couple of years with the Senators and then Gill retired in sixty three and hired immediately fired Ted, hired Gill. Gill took the Senators and turned them into a above five hundred team. For the first time in like forever. Well,
2: like in, in four decades or something. Yeah. It was something was crazy. Like
4: forever. Yeah. And that pissed him off. That pissed Ted Williams off. Yeah. It pissed Ted Williams off for two things. Ted was one of the biggest racists in, in in baseball. And the owner of the Boston Red Sox apparently was along that same genre. Oh, yeah, he from South Carolina. Were, yeah. So, they were big-time yucky, racists. Y- yeah, yeah, like Yaki
2: like, like Way. And,
4: yes. and Ted Williams knew of Jackie Robinson and Gil Hodges' relationship. So, he, it pissed him off that he did that. And then he comes and Gil Hodges goes over to the 69 Mets and turns those guys around in, in nothing flat. Basically, nothing flat and establishes himself as one of the premier managers in all of baseball. And he probably, if he stayed alive... Yeah. He probably would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. I believe he could have done that. Either within the first five years of his his eligibility, yeah. he would have made it in the Hall of Fame. Burt Shepard told me that Gil Hodges told him and other people that as long as I'm alive, I'm calling every sports writer and telling them I will blackball your ass if you vote him into the Hall of Fame. So as long as I'm alive, Gil Hodges is not going to be in the Hall of Fame. That's the story that I heard from Burt Shepard, and he sat there and told this to me, straight face, and he wanted me to know, because he, he knew, uh, Burt knew that he was going to be gone in a couple of years. He was, right. he was getting old. Now, Bru- in,
2: in, 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 in fairness, and, and Randy, you'll, all these people are gone now, but and Brian-o, in case you didn't know, Brian, uh, his son's getting ready to head to Florida Gulf Coast to be in their golf management program he's a golf sectional champion is i mean phenomenal awesome phenomenal but the the people who taught me how to play golf when i was in the sixth grade were were bill and norma thomas and bill and norma were both high school classmates of bill hodges and your story is not any different than what they told me on number two at Pride's Creek in 1992. I I'm, I'm glad I, mean, I
4: got somebody to kind of back me up because, yeah. you know, uh, so, you can tell a story like this and you go, you know what, that guy's bullshit. No, he's lying. But, he's but, bullshit. But a
2: long story short, Ted
3: was a petty person.
2: Yeah, he yeah. was petty. He was petty. But, and but, but, and you but, you but, but the people I'm talking about, and, and Randy can back me up, Bill and Gil, they were the best. Two athletes. They were the best friends. They were the best people. They were the best Catholics. Like me and you. Like me and you, only without the hair. And 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 you just and, and they told you these stories. And 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 I would credit I would uh, credit probably Bill before you before anybody in Petersburg oh sure. with, with with getting this thing rolling. Well,
3: Bill and Thomas Clean. When he had Thomas Cleaners, yep. Bill would always p- to be in the story. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that he had the yes. Uh, I, I mentioned
4: had, Bill had the daily
2: stats. He yeah. had
4: his daily stats posted in the window of his cleaners every day. During summer when Gil played, he put it down and he put it well, made notations. That and the, and, one, and one the big story old.
2: was was Gil's dad, Charlie, never knew about the four homer game until he took his morning walk the next day. What a different world! And it was in it's Thomas. Like, his Kleiner, and, and it was. It was like, are you are you prank? Are you are you clowning me?
3: What a different. No, world. it was. I'm going to throw a little something. A little uh, be nice to Jackie Robinson thing out here as well. Do you know that Jackie Robinson lived with Carly Simon for a while? Really? Carly Simon and her sister were just children. Okay. Their father had a beautiful home just outside of Brooklyn and Long Island. Jackie could not find a home. Her father was Simon of Simon & Schuster Publishing. Mm. So I didn't know that. That's why you come to me. That is why I came to you. That's why me. you finished second. <laughs> that's why I finished second in, in the trivia contest. Is,
0: that, However, is there a chance that is who you're so vain is written about and not Warren no, Beatty?
3: Okay. <laughs> not even a chance. But no, Check But in. that is true. That uh, he, For a while, the Simon girls, Carly Simon, they yeah. lived with Jackie Robinson. Wow. He let him and his wife live. You know, it, God knows it might have been the guest house. It may yes. have been the, the 15th wow. bedroom. But yeah, she was. Yeah. Uh, I'm so proud she to was know raised. you right now. I, I know that. She got hard. Oh, whoa, big dog. Well, I know so. That yeah. was big stuff there. Big yeah. stuff.
0: So, okay, but my question is how does Ted Williams, I know Ted Williams is Ted Williams, how does he have that kind of power? You know, some guys are, I think
4: he was kind of a bully. Yeah. I think he had that bully factor that, you know, he would threaten sports writers. You know, uh, look, I'm, I, I will have your job. I'll, I'll call your publish your, your paper. I'll have you out of there. I mean, if I find out that you voted for that son of a bitch in the hall of fame i'm gonna make sure your life is miserable and you'll never do your yeah. line of work ever again and you know these people are like hey life's too short i don't need to put up with this
0: shit uh, no so then why did it take so long after we just kind of just well here's got what i put happened. on the back burner
3: to the he's been dead for 50 years right um i think it took i think it took the the golden era committee right. which wasn't a thing for
2: for until, a long time right long time. yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah still to this day in case anybody doesn't know like of all of the people who are enshrined or not enshrined, Gil Hodges has got more votes than anybody ever. He is the number one vote getter. Yeah, right? number
4: one. Yeah, he was always when he at, after his eligibility, even though the threats from Ted Williams, he was still finished second,
3: third, fourth, yeah. second, fourth. Un- in under seventy percent required.
2: And, th- and this yeah. is and this is the crap. Just, yeah, the crap that we heard about, like in nineteen, I think it was eighty-two, um, uh, Tommy Lasorda had a had a, what's it called gastrionitis or he had he had to he had to get something cut out of a small intestine and he was on the committee and he was in the hospital and and, and Tommy was like, you know, he played in Brooklyn and he's like I'm voting for Gil Hodges and, and it's like and and they basically told him like not if you're not you know out of the hospital and casting it you know, this isn't two thousand twenty presidential politics where you can drop it off somewhere. Right. Like you've got to do it in person and 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 he got i mean i'm not even trying to cause controversy for a change (laughs) but no but like you know he got he got and that was you know one vote in 1982. i mean and and this happened like like it was i mean it 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 was crazy but he's in now
3: so you could yeah he's in now and then the last after go go ahead i was gonna say the last part of this is he's in now somebody had to change his mural correct well, we didn't have to change. Just addition to it, I should we say. We had
4: to do addition to the mural. I actually painted a, um, a sort of a replica of the Hall of Fame plaque. But the Hall of Fame plaque doesn't look anything like him. <laughs> it's horrible. It's, it's, oh, it's awful. It's horrible. Really? Yeah. He, he looks more like uh, uh, Lenny, Lenny Dykstra than he does. Lenny Dykstra uh, or Lenny Kravitz? Uh, Gil Hodges. Yeah. And, uh, Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> but the, but the lo- big story there was. There we go. At the very end of this, episode. in 2008, the city of Petersburg saw me over doing a Gil, doing a, uh, a Red Skelton mural. And the Red Skelton mural...
0: Put them all on the same one.
4: Thank you. The Red Skelton mural uh, was a pretty big deal because Mrs. Skelton was coming into town and some other brothers, and they opened up the Red Skelton Center. So uh, two one uh, former mayor and a, and a future mayor showed up on site while I was painting the mural and went uh can you come over and talk to us about doing uh gill hodges in petersburg now you know how much money petersburg's got yeah
0: well i don't but squat, I've got an idea. squat idea yeah it rhymes with zero yeah
4: <laughs> so I I, I I go into city hall and i have already got a sketch of i should show you this, the original sketch because the original sketch has a plaque on one side of gill in the hall of fame and the logo of the Hall of Fame on the other side, and that's exactly what we did to the mural on uh, Thursday, or Friday, on Wednesday. We did yeah. that Wednesday. Um, but in the meeting was John Craig, who was uh, then the mayor, uh, a guy named Wayne Malotte, who's passed uh, away. Uh, these, all these guys have, other than John Craig and, uh, have passed away. There were four classmates of Gil Hodges. So I whipped this thing out, and we're looking at at it. And I can't remember the numbers, but I think it was around forty grand that I needed to do the mural.
0: And you did this, as I recollect, you did this in 14 minutes, correct, the mural?
4: I thought about it for 14 minutes, and then I started. (laughs) (laughs) I had to think we're going to come back to that. (laughs) Anyway, uh, at the meeting, I'm going to make this real short. I've lied all this time, but it's promising short stuff. But... um, They're talking and they want. They want to know, and they're like, "We can't afford forty thousand dollars." And I said, "Look, I need to make this out of good stuff. It's got to last. It's
0: got to last. You don't want it to be. I don't want them call me when and you don't want it to be shit. No, right. No. So
4: I do most of it. I did. I did most of it in Tempe, Arizona, in my studio. And I knew Joe Garagiola. And I knew also his neighbor. Uh, but I've never been to Joe Gary's house, so I just knew Joe with my association with the Diamondbacks at the very beginning. So Joe comes in to the, to the studio with his, with his neighbor, brings him in. Joe's probably a year, he probably died about a year later, a little over a year later. He walks in. He's still got it between here. He's still right. pretty, pretty, pretty much on it. And he looks at the catcher that's behind Gil catching he looks at that and he goes randy that's me you just painted me that's me in the st louis cardinal outfit that is me catching behind you hodges i said no kidding i really wanted him to autograph it but i forgot to tell him i forgot to ask him so it was joe Garagiola is in the, in the mural joe joseph i can't substantiate that because joe's dead but uh the four guys were just dejected looking in this meeting and i said look the, the, the panels cost this much. The paint costs this much. I got to take it and put it in the back of my van and drive it down here because you can't just ship it because it'll cost a million bucks. And I said, look, I need people to help me put it up and all that stuff. And I think I did that mural for under 20 Yeah. Well, I mean, this much off of
0: it. And what year did you
4: do that in? 2009. Because it still looks fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. still good. In fact, I looked at it, checked it. There's some little bit of repair. And uh, I just called a guy, and they're going to do another clear coat. They haven't done a clear coat in over 10 years, so they're going to re-clear coat it. And it'll look a little better. Yeah. So anyway, I remember those guys being dejected. And Wayne Mallott owned uh, Petersburg or Pike County Ready Mix, concrete company. And Wayne looks over at me. He goes, "Randy, I'll pay for it." Those the other three guys are farmers. They're retired. They're eighty. Yeah, eight early, 80, early, mid eighties. Right. The mayor, the mayor, he's got no money either. Right. Town's got no money. So we got some donations, and I, I made money by painting people in the background in the crowd. I got like a hundred bucks a head, and I think I painted. Really? About, yeah, I think I about, painted about thirty-five of them up there. So I, I. That paid for my trip
0: there back and a
4: little bit of money in my Could pocket. Could you run
0: by there and put our logo on there, the B3 yeah, podcast? Yeah, the B3 podcast you know. on there, yeah.
4: <laughs> well, my dad's not even on the mural, you know. <laughs> he had to find that out the whole <laughs> yeah, way. Uh, yeah. All the guys, he's up by, by the mural the, the, on the day that Hodges was uh, inducted into Hall of Fame, a bunch of. Petersburgers got Petersburgers that's pretty good.
0: That's a great. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah,
4: Petersburgers. They don't open up a restaurant since they can't yeah, afford Peter's a McDonald's, burgers, right? Got
0: Petersburger. There we go. We are that's awesome. think yeah, hey, it dude, is. Isn't here it? we are. Helping small town. Yeah. The original
4: Petersburger. I mean, fourth, <laughs> you know, fourth
3: wife eats free. Yeah.
4: They're, they're, only, they're only other claim to fame, you know, they they said, what's a good re- what's a good restaurant?" Well, Fish Hut makes a great
0: pizza and I'm like, "There you go. Fish Hut. Makes a pizza. We, we, it's good. When we we moved back here five years ago, my brother in law said, "Hey, it. if you haven't had pizza, go to the Fish Hut." Like, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> what the hell did you just say? That salmon tuna <laughs> pepperoni pizza is <laughs> really
4: good. Yeah. Uh, so we got it all. We got it all pulled up. Put up. We had a bunch of volunteers pulled up, and the channel uh, channel two from Terre Haute, channel 14 from Evansville, channel seven from Evansville came up. And it was really very uh, uh, heartening because we put his stats up there. We want everybody to know his stats. Right. You know, this is what this guy did. You know, miracle Mets. All this, all these, all these major stats. How you know? Uh, Should have
0: been in the Hall of Fame a long,
4: long time
0: ago. 80s, <laughs> at, the, yeah.
4: at the least, in the early 80s. It, but the old guys were still alive when I got it done. I wanted. I really hurried to paint it because they looked very old. Wayne was still fine, but uh, he just found out he had. Uh, uh, I think he had cancer and and or his wife all had cancer. Uh, I gave Wayne the original art that's framed and he got it. Um, And uh, when when we got up there, they're interviewing me and the three guys and Wayne show up. You got three guys that are probably about, they're 85, 86 years old. Uh, And they were all crying. They just sat there, and wow. they had their, wiping their eyes, I'm going to get, ch- I'm going to get choked up. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden, I started getting national attention for the mural. Didn't say anything about it to anybody. I'm getting calls from ESPN. I'm getting calls from Fox Sports. I'm getting calls from the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm getting calls from, why St. Louis? I don't know. Yeah. Don't ask me why. I'm getting calls from the Mets. You know, and I'm not getting called from the Hall of Fame. I thought I'd like to get a call from the Hall of Fame. So one day the Mets called me, and the, the sports information director for the Mets about three years ago called me. He goes, because I'm in two of his documentaries and two of his books about Gil Hodges. And they said, Randy, how, how what do you think Gil Hodges is not in the Hall of Fame? I said, I'm going to tell you. So I told him the say, it's the only guy other than today. That I've told that story too, was the sports information. His name is Jay, and I can't remember his last name. Sports information, but well, he's still the sports information for the Jets or the Nets or the Mets. And he, he was the one that got us Hall of Fame tickets to attend the Hall of Fame. If my dog hadn't jumped off the couch and broke her back, which, which happened as I was speaking to you, he was speaking to me. Uh, a dog the
0: broke its back?
4: We, did, we thought she dislocated two oh my discs. God.
3: This is as paralyzed. we were having an interview. Oh, my goodness. He's
4: having an interview with me. I'm in there. My my fiancé's crying her eyes out. I'm talking to
3: him out in the waiting Wait a minute. And, wait a minute. Fiancé? Six. That's number future six. Fit,
0: future six. Okay. Six. All right. The one we my can. dad says.
4: You
3: better Best marry one. that
0: one. Oh,
4: all right. <laughs> it, Look. I'm going to tell it. She's probably going to listen to this podcast. This girl is absolutely gorgeous. If you saw... Me next to her to shoot you'd be going. What is she how, doing? Does with she that? Feel,
0: how does she feel about your car? Is she okay with it? Or? Well,
4: I drive a van now. <laughs> okay. She's a nurse practitioner and she drives she, a Lexus. She's okay. So she's she's up there with me. Okay. She's probably I since I slowed down. She might be making more money than me now. Okay. So All right. so uh, um,
0: she's not like the chick from Brooklyn who wasn't crazy about <laughs> wasn't your wasn't crazy no, about his
4: Porsche. I have to tell you this story. We can we can talk about anything, right? Yeah. I kind of lost it for her because she looked really good. You're here to jelly, term jellyfish. <laughs> I snapped that bra off, and those tits went, boom, underneath their armpits. <laughs> and I said, I can't take it. And I can't take it. I'm not going to tap into that at all. <laughs> Done. And I felt so good. I was so sad dude. we weren't getting along that well because I wasn't Italian. She didn't like that. I like Italians, Randy. You know, like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm. I'm good. Well, I like tits that don't come on your armpits when you take your bra off. So I'm not going to sell her. I'm not going to say her name because if, if I did, she'd be calling me the next Mandy. Why are you talking about my tits like that? And she sounded like that. You know. Yeah. Her dad actually offered me a house if I'd marry her. You know that's a, that's how. Yeah, how that went. right.
3: And she was she was a really gorgeous gal. She, she still is. Probably a Dodger fan too.
4: <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, she she's from Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, yeah, well, but that's right. that's kind of the story behind Gil Hodges, and I repeated that to the to the, the guys at the Mets, and then before Thanksgiving, I got a call, and all that person said. I'm not gonna tell you which which agency called me. They just called, and I recognized his voice. And all they said was, "He's in." I broke down and cried. Yeah. That was it. Awesome. It was quite a journey, and it was, you know, it was emotional. Got emotional for me. I never really met the guy. Met the guy. Yeah. I never really met the guy. Right. But I met
2: his son. I met my, my my mother, who's so wonderful, who is, who doesn't give two craps about sports, but. That was a week before it happened, and she she said, "Have you talked to your grandpa?" And I said, "I haven't talked to my grandpa." She said, "Have you talked to e- either of your uncles?" I'm like, "I haven't seen my uncles," and she's like, "What's what's?" Some more tea? And, and she just said, "What's what's going to happen?" And like, I mean, I just got online, and I just, I mean, I looked a week later, and I'm like, "It can't be," yeah. and. Yeah, you know, it, it 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 was. Yeah. It it was. And and to, you and have the, to way, admit- the way yeah. I, the way I describe yeah. it, not to step on you.
4: No, nah, that's all right. Uncle, but
2: so many places in Indiana are they're they're, they're forgotten. They are, you know, they're they're, they're nothing but a but a they're not even a stop. They've been steamrolled right. over. They've been, they've, they've they're like st- a
3: blackboard that's or, been or, erased or bypassed.
2: And, yeah, th- thank you, James Earl Jones. Uh, Which, by
3: the way, Gil Hodges is in that. Gil movie. Hodges.
2: Gil Hodges isn't is, is the first is the first player mentioned in yeah. in that. And and that and you go back and you find out why. And it, it's because hey, these are the people who who are dead and forgotten. That's why he was in Field of Dreams. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> Aka my life but, story. But you know. <laughs> I saw that. And I'm like, oh my God! You know, could could it be? And and it was. And 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 you see, so many small towns in the state, and and they've never had anything great happen there. And yeah. and you see, oh, well, the, the, these this you know, Milan won the state basketball championship in 1954, and they made Hoosiers about it. Did well, they? well, but but people from where yeah. we're from. Basically, think about it the exact same way. And here's another thing, Todd Lancaster, and and my and my <laughs> and my and my man over here, my uncle, my 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 homeboy will tell you, like all the other people who claim go Hodges, Princeton, Princeton, Oakland City, like we look at that and 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 we know the people you laugh who, at that. We know we, exactly. We know the people who know, and we know the family. Yeah. And 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 it's like.
1: That's, Field, like,
2: that's, like, yeah, that's like Abraham Lincoln living in Kentucky. They don't they don't they don't consider Pr- Princeton was the place that he, he happened born. to fall out of his mother's womb. Where is everybody born? or where is everybody buried? They're on lot six at Walnut Hill Cemetery in Petersburg, Indiana. Is that where he's buried or is he buried? he in he, he is in Flatbush in Brooklyn. Okay. But everybody else, his parents, his brothers. I mean, it, you, there's a whole lot de- de- devoted well, entirely to and them.
4: And another fact about – you guys played on uh, – he had a brother named Bob. Bob Hodges was a pitcher.
2: And, hang on. And if you look up here, 1998, and we're looking up, and, and on the far right there is Coach Joe Rodemaker of the—that is the That is the first Bar-Eve team of anything to go to the state finals in anything. Okay? Baseball, and I love to look at my wife's picture and go, ha, <laughs> "No, it's actually Coach Rodemaker." That's a really weird. Okay, hold laugh on,
3: hold on, for that. Sh- shut up. When Don. he looks at his wife, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, 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 <laughs> that's yeah, a yeah, weird yeah, moment. You, you, you freaking Study? so do you, you, I? You, you, you
2: freaking <laughs> fat hippie. <laughs> but if you look at Gil Hodges, Gil Hodges, or if you look at Joe Rodemaker, Joe Rodemaker played college baseball at the University of Evansville. And who was Joe Rodemaker's college baseball coach? Bob, Bob Hodges. Hodges. There you go. go. Yep, Bob Hodges.
4: He was a great pitcher, but every, what Bob Hodges would do, I sat and watched him pitch in Petersburg. He was just picking a uh, pickup game at that one, the park out there where all the ball fields were.
2: I don't yeah, know where, where, where the park is now. Yeah.
4: So they had a, they had a uh, like a, uh, you know, American Legion-style or size ballpark. Bob got on there and pitched. It, it, there was an umpire there. They were just playing a pickup game, but Bob took it seriously, and he... He'd throw a a pitch and go, ball one. He'd go, fuck you, it's not a ball. That's all right, hit the corner over there. He'd pick the ball up and he'd go, ball two. Oh, fuck, I wasn't at it. You're an asshole, you know. Uh, He just couldn't shut his mouth. He was so diametrically opposite from Uh, Gil Hodges. Gil Gil would never have said anything. Gil never said anything about Ted Williams, you know. He just went out and did his job. He was
3: the, the consummate athlete. And that was it. You know, Mike, you talk about people who you didn't know were born other places. Did you know all three of the Lancaster children? Illini. Danville, Illinois. One day each. They're not really Hoosiers. They may claim it. Born in Illinois. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Time. I just thought I'd throw that out <laughs> Thank there for you. For you. Wow. I
0: know. Now we're starting to – forget this Ted Williams shit. Yeah. Now I we're think. dropping bars. Yeah. Same town as – Well, Randy, head, you've said it all.
3: You said
4: everything. said it all. This is my last year speed painting. Really? I might take on a couple of jobs. Well, what I did, it doubled my price. Well, Uh, there you go. I posted on Facebook. I'm, I'm I'm not gonna, I'm gonna pare it down. Um, My fiance wants me to stop, and I'm just in the, I'm, I'm actually concentrating on a lot of sports related and rock and roll related oil paintings that I'm doing. Nice. You know, and. I can show you guys a few of them if you want. Oh.
0: Who's your? Uh, who, I'm guessing the Beatles. Your all-time favorite band?
4: Uh, Beatles, then Rolling Stones. Kind of in that, but uh, in that order. What are the Almond Brothers. They make it in there. Almond Brothers is, They're just in a different league. They they were true.
0: God, uh, you know, Midnight Riders. So. I mean, <laughs> uh, when I lived
4: in Evansville, we had a place called uh, the Thirteenth Hour. Yeah. Down uh, it was the ABC store, and in the basement of the ABC store by Washington Square Mall or Washington Square or whatever they called it. Yeah. Underneath there, it was open for three years and it was just teenagers. If you were uh, between 13 and 19, you could go in there. Yeah. And they had black, white. Nobody smoked. There was right. just Cokes and, you know, potato <laughs> chips. And I'm sitting in there and I actually um, uh, was, uh, uh, they had bands come through there you didn't even know you didn't you didn't realize and one of them they're sitting there and this guitar player i played guitar when i was younger and uh um i'm listening to him and we're just talking guitar i'm 17 he's 17 17 years old he goes hey he says um like to you know li- like to listen to our, our new song we got an album we got a song coming out you'll probably be on the radio pretty soon let's know what you think and <singing> in God of really? Iron butterfly. butterfly. Two weeks later, I go down there. Leonard Skinner is in the basement of the 13th hour in Evansville, Indiana. Wow. Leonard Skinner. That's awesome. They played at
3: Metzger Park back in the early 70s. Yeah,
4: and I also saw the association and the turtles oh, around the Metzger
3: Park. In fact, I got a buddy of mine who's got a ticket that's like, Skinner, the Eagles, and somebody else from Metzger Park. So, wow. Well, it looks like they're closing the joint Yeah, down. we're
0: closing it up. Randy Head, hey, you were an awesome right guest. Here, I appreciate you being on the b podcast. Come on out podcast. to Bossy Field. I've amazing. raised
4: $30 million for charity in my lifetime. Let's do it one more time and
0: see ya. Sounds good. Randy, thank you out. so much. Dinko, you're the best there ever was. We give you a lot of shit, but this guy you right here... very little shit tonight. You should... You should be His, very proud of your nephew. I, I can tell you from a parent that was of a student uh, that he taught, he finds what uh, what they can excel at, and he brings it out of them, and he's awesome. Read Todd Lancaster's wise words every week in the Washington Times-Herald. I'm Brian O. i am brian I just want you to tell your friends about this podcast and uh, we appreciate having Randy with all his great stories. We could, we could have do this all the time, but we'll be back here probably sometime after Labor Day with regular shows again, and I appreciate you listening to the B3 Podcast. Bye, Dico's mom. Glad you are happy about Gil Hodges finally going into the Hall of Fame.
2: Karen Hedden. She knows Tommy Lynn Sells (laughs) guilty and should be executed.
0: The B3 Podcast is a production of Impulse Radio and is executive produced by Todd Lancaster, Mike DeCourcy, and Brian Emmons. We'd appreciate it if you'd give us a four-star rating and hit the subscribe button to let Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance know that you appreciate his sponsorship.